the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. Grace, the loving kindness of God. Let God's kindness come upon you. Think about it. Talk about it. Sing about it. Pray about it. Be thankful about it. Let God's grace come upon you. The end result will be peace. Welcome to The Healing Word. On today's program, Pastor Jack Morris is going to dig into the subject of grace and the peace and rest that accepting that unearned love can bring to us, regardless of any situation in life. This, this book of Philippians, this letter to the saints at Philippi, uh, was written to this small congregation in this Roman city. Uh, it was uh, a, a letter of encouragement. This church, listen to this, this church was the first church in Europe. Now, Europe wasn't as big as it is now, but it was pretty big even back then. But this is the first church in, in Europe, a little congregation there. And Paul was the pastor of that church. He went into that city and preached the good news, which is the gospel, to the people. And many heard and believed and received Jesus as their Savior. A church was born. And when Paul wrote this letter, Paul was imprisoned in Rome. Paul wrote a letter to encourage because the pastor was in jail. And the people were only 10 years old in Christ. Many of them were not that old. Uh, This church now is almost 50 years old. Not very many people are here. Maybe Sharon and maybe a few others. Uh, All these years we have grown in the Lord. New people have come in. Others have moved away. But here's a church that is only 10 years old. Their pastor is in jail, and he's writing to them about joy and rejoicing. So listen to me today. The Holy Spirit has something to say to us about joy and rejoicing in the Lord. The first convert, the very first person to receive Jesus in Europe was a lady by the name of Lydia. Paul, Silas, Barnabas. Timothy, they got up on the Sabbath morning. There was no synagogue there. This was a heathen city. People were worshiping idols. And uh, so there was no synagogue to go to, to teach in. So they went down to the river. 
And the custom in that day when there's no synagogue, no church, you would go to a place where there is running water, living water. So they went down to the river. When they got to the river, they found a group of ladies there. So God bless you women. (laughs) Get in the women's fellowship and go with it and be part of a great body of ladies here in the church because you were the first one to receive Jesus in, uh, in Europe. Lydia was a businesswoman, very successful businesswoman. She took uh, garments and dyed them crimson, a dye of purple, and uh, she heard the word. Now, this lady was a worshiper of God, but she didn't know anything about Jesus. But and it wasn't her fault. Nobody had told her, how shall they hear without a preacher? And Paul became the preacher, and he went and he talked to these ladies about Jesus. She was already loving God, but just didn't know how to complete that, that relationship and, and close that gap. But Paul told her it was Jesus, and she believed, and she received Jesus as her Savior and several of the other ladies. And she invited Paul and his team to go to her house, and she had a home. She was a well-off, financially well-off woman. And Paul and Silas and Timothy, they all went to her house, and she put them up for a while while they, they were there. Now, Philip, uh, Philippi was a Roman colony. This is, this is an interesting thing to me. Alexander the Great's father was King Philip II. He is the one that led the invasion and took that city over 350 years ago and made it into a Roman colony. And now all the people in Philippi were also Roman citizens. They were in Philippi, but they were saints. We are in the world, but not of the world. Hey, did you did you get that part? We are in the world. They were in Philippi, a colony of Rome, but also a colony of heaven on earth, just as we are as redeemed people, saints of God, born of the Holy Spirit. We are a colony of heaven on earth. That's why God said you're the light of the world. Get out there. Let your light shine. You're the salt of the earth. Preserve This is the kingdom of God in you here at this time. The church, a colony of heaven. Now, the purpose of this letter was threefold. Paul is in prison. He is, the prisons back then, uh, prisons today are almost like Marriott compared to the prisons back then. They lived in like dungeons, uh, although Paul was able to stay in his own house, but he was under house arrest. Uh, But their needs, physical needs, were not being met by the Roman government. So the church at Philippi sent a man from their congregation named Ephroditus to Rome with all kinds of goods and things that he and his team could carry to meet Paul's physical needs. And so Paul was writing a letter back to Philippi to thank them that they had gathered all of these things together and sent this man with his associates to bring all of this. And Paul was grateful. He was saying, thank you. So this is a letter of thanks, thankfulness. Now, notice, 
Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and the deacons. Paul not only spoke to the congregation, but he said, you deacons, you trustees, you set the example. He specified a particular office in the church, and he said, you need to be the example and lead the people. Show yourselves. If there's a prayer meeting, you be the first in that prayer meeting. If there's going to be people tithing, you be the first to tithe. He specifically pointed out the leadership of the church. Come on, guys. Let's go with Jesus and be the person that God would have us to be. If there's going to be choir members, the deacons and the elders. If there's going to be teachers, the deacons and the elders. Look at it. There it is. Together with the overseers. And the deacons. Friend, are we really a New Testament church? Let us judge ourselves and follow the Lord. Let us have leaders filled with the Holy Spirit who are out front visible. That we say, hey, I read the word. But there goes a man who is filled with the spirit. He is a visible living word. What I've read in the word. Somebody ought to say amen. How about the rest of you with that way? (laughs) Now notice what he says. Grace and peace to you. Grace, the loving kindness of God. Let God's kindness come upon you. Think about it. Talk about it. Sing about it. Pray about it. Be thankful about it. Let God's grace come upon you. The end result will be peace. Friend, We can be instruments of peace, provided the grace of God has come upon us. The grace of God has entered us. Have we been filled with the grace of God? Let's follow the true example of the word. You know, the word is not all that difficult to understand. God said what he meant. He meant what he said. Heaven and earth will pass away. The word of God will not pass away. There's something there for each of us. Let's read it, take it into our hearts, and let it shape us into Jesus. Now notice verse 2. Let's, let's read verse 2 together. There it is on the, on the screen. Come on. In quotes. Grace and peace to you. Grace, if any person be in Christ, in you, the hope of glory. Peace. Grace and peace. The word grace, I wish I could define it. it, it it's, it's so heavenly. Uh, it, it, it defines God for all that it means. And if you hold that word up to the light, it, like, a, like a diamond, it'll, it'll flash light. It'll, it'll be a flash of kindness, a flash of love, a flash of forgiveness. A flash of blessing. Grace just keeps coming and coming and coming. Remember, you are people of grace. That's why Paul could call you a saint. Because you are saints. You have been separated by God's loving kindness. Just to think about it. Before you were and I were ready. Before we were deserving. Before we were worthy. Notice I kept saying the word before, before, before. Before all of that, Christ came down and gave himself on the cross. 
We could really never be ready, never be deserving, never be worthy. But God didn't say, you all get ready down there and shape up and get good. And I'm going to send my son down. No, he sent his son down while we were yet sinners, lawbreakers. And we didn't even know it. But now we do by the grace of God. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you see, if any, if any person be in, you notice I have in, I underscored that. That's my underscoring. That's Second Corinthians 5.17. If any person be in Christ, that person is a new creation. Notice in Colossians, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So here, I'm in Christ, Christ in me. That's grace. What could be better than that? I'm in Christ, and Christ is in me. See, Paul right now is remembering his own conversion, and he's sharing it from prison with that little church that he established 10 years ago in the city of Philippi. He is sharing his own testimony. And Paul is saying, when he said in, that little word in carries a heavy freight. We think of big words like grace and peace, and we do need. But let's look at that word in. Friend, what have you gotten yourself into? What out there has gotten into you? You see, the world I said earlier will pass away. But the one that does the will of God will abide forever. God is not going to come, um, the enemy is not going to come to Christians for the most part and tempt them with something ugly, with immorality, with lust, with alcohol, with drugs. I mean, alcohol, drugs, immorality, that doesn't. But the enemy is going to come and tempt you with something good. This could be good. And we, we will become caught up in that which is good. And that will become as distracting from Jesus as immorality or anything else. The devil doesn't know, doesn't care how he gets you as long as he gets you. Friend, if we're going to make it and we are going to make it, we're going to have to walk with Jesus and keep our focus on him. And all of these good things that are coming at us. To distract us from the person of Jesus. Good things, but things that would damn the soul as much as any immoral would damn the soul. So in Christ, Paul is remembering. Uh, here, here it is, friend. Paul is remembering that when he received Jesus, there was a sound from heaven. He heard the voice of God. He saw Jesus. This is after Jesus was resurrected and ascended back to heaven. It was not a vision of Jesus. It was Jesus in the divine and a divine body standing there before him. He saw Jesus. That's what made him an apostle. That's why today I, I can't buy the idea that, that there are those who will call themselves an apostle. Have you heard the voice of God? Have you seen the physical presence of Jesus? These were the qualifications. There were 12 of them. We are pastors. We are evangelists. We are teachers. We are singers. 
but not, not uh, apostles, not in the strict way that these were called apostles. Now, I know apostle means missionary going out with the gospel, but these people had an intimate, more than intimate relationship with the Lord. And Paul was saying, when I met Jesus on that Damascus road, on his way to destroy the church, Paul says that the power of Jesus infused my intellect, infused my will, the power of Jesus' presence entered into the tissues of my brain. I was filled with Jesus. If any man be in Jesus, Christ in you, friend, we need to know who we are and take a stand for Jesus. I can't hear and participate in a lot of gossipy mess and also have an ear open to Jesus. I want to be as Paul. Fill my brain, fill my mind, fill my ears, fill my eyes, fill my tongue with Jesus. I'm a saint unto the Lord and so are you. But things are happening and will continue to happen to get you off even to talk about things that are good but not Christ honoring, not church building up. We're either part of the the construction or we're part of the destruction let's follow the lord jesus christ grace has come what happens when grace comes to paul paul said jesus took up residence in my body my body became the physical home or the post-resurrection home of jesus Friend, you are, if you are a saint of God, you are a walking around Jesus. Did you hear what I said? Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are Jesus reincarnated. And this is what Paul was saying to the church at Philippi. Satan will tear you apart if you forget who you are and stop acting like Whatever you're acting like other than acting like Jesus. The post-resurrection home. Grace. But grace not only then at salvation, but grace now. And when grace comes, there comes a sufficiency, a power, an overcoming energy that you can even say no to that person. That would even destroy you with something good gossip. Get behind me, Satan, Jesus said to Philip. Friend, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit and so am I. And I began to read this book of Philippians that I've read and preached from for many years. And I thought, this is the book. This is the book. This is the the message that I need to have for my own self. And as I got more into it, I thought, why not share it with with all the Holy Spirit begin to impress upon me. Grace now is sufficient. There are things that you and I have gone through and are going through. Without the grace of God, I could never make it. You couldn't either. Friend, thank God for his grace. That grace that is sufficient to carry you through and to keep you focused and keep you going and keep you in Christ and keep you in the church that Jesus is building. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it unless you let the gates of hell 
prevail? You can do that because God has given you the choice. You can listen to what you want to listen to. You can, you can abide with what you want to abide with. Choose Jesus. This is what Paul is saying. Choose Jesus. He's there with you in that Roman colony. Little tiny church, all alone, no other Christians. And yet, that kind of destruction got inside. But thank God for the word, the word of God. Listen to the word. Oh, yes, we need the word. How shall they hear without a preacher? That's what the word says. You be that preacher. You be that teacher. You be that person, the salt of the earth, the light of the world. And what will happen is you will save that person's soul that the enemy is bringing down. And it says in Romans 5.20, where sin abound, anything that is unchristlike, anything that could tear away and divide, like these two women in the book, where sin abound, grace abounded much more. Friend, we're not a defeated people. We are a victorious people in Jesus. Grace is abounding. Now, the result is peace. Grace and peace to you. Do you see it up there? Grace, when you receive the grace of God, the power of Jesus infuses the tissues of your brain and you begin to talk like Jesus, act like Jesus, think like Jesus, sing like Jesus. There will come a peace. Peace is the result of grace. And there are many today, Christians, Christians, but they don't have peace. They've been drawing from the wrong well and drinking. But Jesus gives living water that will refresh and bring blessing and hope. Let the peace of God that transcends all understanding fill your minds and hearts. Peace as a result of experiencing grace. Peace means wholeness, completeness, well-being. I have to close. I've been going maybe too long already. But, friend, listen, and I have to close. You belong to a different order. You are living in a different sphere. Lots of good people out there will draw you into good things. But those good things could have the power to draw you away from Jesus Christ. You are a one-person committed being. Jesus. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You have one mission. I have one mission. To every person. The source of all of this is verse 2, and I close. Grace and peace to you. Where? Where do we get it? From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And anything that gets you off-center, me off-center, that's not from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, walk away from it. Ask for deliverance from it. Ask God to forgive you, an intelligent person, for being duped into it. God will be there. Bless you. And the result will be peace. Ah, hallelujah. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. 
But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris. Thanks, Eric. When the Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians, he spoke about grace and peace. He was speaking grace and speaking peace to those he was writing to. Friend, God's grace is sufficient. His expression, His activity of love toward us is great. It's wonderful. And you can experience it today. This grace is His unearned favor, His kindness, and the care He's given to us. Friend, it's care beyond measure. He's a wonderful God. He is Father, your Father. Go to Him today and experience His grace and His peace today and always. I'll see you next time. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. As we conclude today's program, I want to invite you to pray for the ministry of the healing word and ask God on our behalf to bless these messages as they minister to hearts all over our nation's capital area and the world. And if the Lord lays it on your heart, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris in financially supporting this ministry? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.